Oh, okay. <laughs> You're listening, listening to Hold That Thought from Arts and Sciences at Washington University in St. Louis. Really, nobody was on the continent of Antarctica until about a hundred years ago, and nobody has ever really lived there. I mean, it's just a place where we go to explore, but there's no citizens of Antarctica. And so that means that we just know much less about it than any other continent where, where people live. And many times when we go somewhere, you know, it suddenly hits you that you're the first person to ever be in this spot. And, and that's kind of an interesting thought, and I don't think you really get that anywhere else in the world. I think I've been there about seven times. I maybe go about on average every other year myself. The kind of living conditions depend very much on where we are. So the main U.S. base is sort of like a small village, McMurdo. Uh, so that's maybe a little bit more like being in a uh, a small college, dorm-type setting, or a mining camp. But when we go to the field, a uh, field camp, then we sleep in uh, tents uh, out in the snow. So that's, you know, that's kind of a different experience for a lot of people. The science questions, a lot of them relate to what's happening to the ice sheet. So we're kind of all worried that West Antarctic ice sheet is going to start melting. If just the ice sheet in part of Antarctica, the West Antarctic ice sheet, if, if that melted, then the sea level, if the whole thing melted, then the sea level would rise like 20 feet. Well, the last flood in New York was caused by a rise of a little bit more than half of that. So you can imagine what a worldwide rise of the uh, sea level by 20 feet uh, would do we don't expect that to happen real fast. It would probably happen over hundreds of years. But if that happened, it would certainly have major impact all around, all around the world. And so there are satellite measurements uh, from a satellite called GRACE that tell us that certain parts, well, actually what it tells you is that the gravity is decreasing in certain parts of Antarctica. And we want to know whether that comes from ice melting or from some motion of the ground. And so one of the things we do is go out and put GPS receivers that are sort of like the GPS that you use when you go hiking through the forest, uh, but they're more accurate. Uh, we put them on the rocks and then track you know, whether the surface, the land surface is coming up. And then that is used to calibrate the satellite measurements and tell us whether Antarctica is really losing ice. It does look like Antarctica is losing ice from around the coastal regions but not so much from the center part. It's being probably warmed by the ocean. Some of what we do is actually mapping the Earth even hundreds of miles down beneath, uh, beneath the land surface. And uh, this can also be important because this affects how the land might be moving upwards or downwards if, because uh, when the weight of the ice is pushing down on a continent like Antarctica, it essentially squeezes part of the mantle out from underneath the continent. And then when the ice melts, then that flows back in. But the properties of the Earth, you know, 100 miles down actually affect how that happens. So we're trying to map out essentially the, 
the viscosity and the temperature of the earth at great depth to understand that, that process better. So we're using seismic waves actually as sort of a CAT scan for the earth to try to see what's down there and then see how it relates to processes on the surface. We also use the, the seismographs to record uh, how some of the ice is uh, moving. And so, for example, we, there's one really large ice stream, which is about 100 kilometers or 60 miles wide and many hundreds of miles long. And we found that it, that it slips twice a day, just all of a sudden lurches forward about uh, two feet. And when it does that, then it sends seismic signals all around Antarctica that we pick up with our seismographs. And so we're trying to study the physics of how the ice moves from the center part of Antarctica, where it's really cold, to the coastal part, where it melts, because that's what really controls what happens to the Antarctic ice sheet. And uh, if those ice streams start to move faster, then the ice will move to the coastal areas and melt faster, and then, you know, then the amount of ice in Antarctica will go down in the future. So, but we don't really understand very much about the physics of that, and so that is a lot of what we're looking into. It's really kind of mind-blowing sometimes when you think about as you're flying over Antarctica and you're looking at how it's just completely covered by ice, you know, and there's no, you know, away from the coastline, there's really no living creatures. And that Antarctica used to be, in the geological past, covered by forests and had many animals and reptiles uh, and so forth living there. You know, that's really kind of an amazing thing. And then sometimes I think also, I realize that, you know, just a instant ago in geologic time, Wisconsin and Iowa and Minnesota and Illinois look the same as Antarctica does now. So I think it gives us an idea of how fragile our climate uh, situation is and how it can change. Many thanks to Doug Weens for contributing to Hold That Thought. You can find us at thought.artsci.wustl.edu. That's thought.artsci.wustl.edu.